You know, when we pray in our heavenly language corporately together, it's different than when we are praying when we are in our secret place. When we're at home and by ourselves with those we live with even. When we're together and we pray in our heavenly language, it's more We're walking around We're looking around and we have the same encounter. But our focus is much more when we are alone because there are no distractions. And all distractions are not bad. We could be corporately more sashandayanamat. Those some nice shoes. Wow, look at that person. And when we are at home or alone, we're looking up and not around. And we are speaking from our hearts. It becomes more personal because there's no one around that we can take our eyes off and look upon anything. And we're just God. God never tends for us to speak in our heavenly language because in our earthly language, we don't know what we ought to say. And that's what it looks like. In our natural language, we could be praying to God, you know, don't forget to pay this bill, God. I know you got it. I know you got it. But in my heavenly language, I'm praying for what's about to take place in China. You understand. Coming from two different places. So when our hearts are opened and just looking at God, knowing He is, and we're communing from that place that you are our Father, you are our everything. Here's my worship, here's my praise. And we're speaking our heavenly language with that level of openness and modesty. There's nothing that can get in the way of that encounter. And that's how we receive right now results because we are one accord with our Father. So there goes a portal that God is pouring out and pouring out into us. And it's for us to live like that all the day long and not, you know, throughout the day or certain occasions. It shouldn't be a shocker to see where we're from, react and engage regarding us responding to them because they respond to us the same way all the day long. 
it never changes. They're flipping it, running around, leaping for joy in our presence daily. Even while we're watching TV unto the glory of God, they're still flipping. They're still leaping. We're cooking. They're leaping still. We're sleep. They're watching and leaping and jumping and clapping and raising their hands and raising their voice and singing songs still. It's never quiet at home. It's never quiet at home. It's so amazing to know that heaven is a real place. These words we say every day, and they're so familiar to us. Yes, heaven's a real place. Yes, but I'm talking about heaven here. It's a real We can see it naturally. As we can see the earth reality, we see buildings, we see trees, we see grass, we see the things of life that's taking place in the kingdom on earth as it is in the kingdom in such a way with our five physical senses but our spiritual senses must be much more must be much more you understand to see more in the kingdom to hear more you understand from the kingdom of the kingdom to respond more hallelujah it's not like you and I wake up. Wow, that was a powerful dream. No. It's a fact. We are supernatural beings in a three-part body. I mean, as a three-part being. Supernatural beings as a three-part being. And Father, I asked you something before I got on here. And I received a phone call right before I even finished talking. Let me know that you heard me. It caused me to become better. In my asking. Because I know much more now than ever before how much you really pay us attention. Pay attention to us. God, my words are backwards now. <laughs> Pay us attention. <laughs> Father, it's got to stop. <laughs> got to stop. Did that happen to Jeremiah? Is that why he said about my speech? He spoke backwards when he floated in your presence. No. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. He was nervous to say something wrong. Mm. <sighs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Presence is very powerful in this place. Every place. 
Out of 66 books, there are no testimonies. When we encounter God's glory being revealed due to coming out of, no one has ever testified from a place of the process. People testify from the place of their endurance. And when we testify from a place of the process, we're pretty much venting from the place of feeling how we felt when it was happening. And God doesn't receive glory when we speak from that place because that place is behind us and not before us. No one has spoken about what they left behind in any book of the Bible as a testimony of God's glory. Everyone said it was for the glory, even without saying it was for the glory. Why? Because they realize it's so important to just thank God and have him to receive the glory because he blessed us and saw us through it. The focus is on he prepared a way of an escape. The focus on but yet not forsaken, not struck down, neither am I or even you destroyed. Focus is on God be before me. Therefore, who could be against me? Focus on we always win more than conquerors. Our focus is on more of thank you. Thank you instead of why did I have to go through? So when we testify from a place of how we felt during the process, it's pretty much complaining about becoming more and more like him regarding things that come our way. Nobody in the Bible has ever received the glory outside of their process and testified from a place of how they felt regarding going through it during the times that they did. Adam and Eve never ever discussed how they disobeyed God after they exited out of Eden ever again because it teaches us how to let it go and move on. Don't dwell there. Don't dwell there. Sometimes we thinking that we're releasing glory unto God, but we're dwelling there. We're not letting it go. And to God, it's not a testimony. It's more like a testimony. You understand? When it comes to Abraham and Sarah, they never set Isaac down and said, we moved too fast. And we tried to have you out of Ishmael. No, they let it go and moved on and received the glory. Neva did Jonah. Go to Nineveh, listening to God, the second attempt. And this time actually going. Never went to Nineveh and said, I wasn't going to come at first. But this happened to me in order for me to come here for God to show me how important it is to obey him. No, he started 
from the glory and move on and let whatever he processed behind because God saw him through it, saw him through being in the belly of that well for those three days. It's all for the glory. Joseph never went in front of the Egyptians, him as a ruler, and pointed out his brothers and said, these men right here are my brothers and they betrayed me. No, never spoke of it again because it's for the glory. Now, people may bring it up to us, but we have to remind them that it's over because some people are still stuck there because they haven't realized and recognized they haven't forgiven themselves. So they cannot move forward. They have not released themselves to move forward. And we say the same things over and over. And we're like, it's over. Sometimes we don't even want to think about it anymore. Okay. You know why? Because it's going to bring us back to how we felt going through it. Especially if it was them that caused it. Just leave it alone. Let's move on. The testimony is the devil tried and he failed. It's all for the glory. It's not even about, oh, you hurted me. You wronged me. I was up all night shaking and crying and worrying. I lost weight. I lost hair. I lost limbs because of you. How dare you? But guess what? God saw me through it. No, there's no glory in that. It's still attitude present. It's still unforgiveness present. It's still lack of knowledge present. Because it's not acknowledging God presently. God don't have us to go through a process to pinpoint how we felt during the process that could cause somebody else not to process because they're going to feel that they cannot process because they don't know how to forgive themselves. And sometimes we want to have people to be behind us and we don't want to have them to come forward. We still want them to be feeling the way that they need to be feeling because we feel like they should still be punished for what we have been through because what they put us through. It could be a person, place, or thing. There are people right now throwing rocks inside a window. I was raped in this house, during this house. Let it go. That's the house that my family, or that's the neighborhood. That's the model of the car that we were in the accident with. Let it go. Let it go. Sadamo kuwa, handamo wani, handamo sa, iamo hayang, amo am, haya amo hai, iamo hayam, mo haya am. I ask God to comfort the women all around the world who are giving birth right now. No matter at home, in a hospital facility, who are getting ready to push their baby into this world. I lifted it up. That they help continue to prosper. Their children, their child. That it be a success. 
because God had me to see today. There was a woman that was being, you know, escorted down the entire hallway of a hospital facility. And it was doctors and nurses on each end, you know, with tears, but still showing honor because his mother pushed out her baby. But the mother went home to be with the Lord due to whatever reason. Could have been hemorrhaging, could have been high blood pressure or, you know, anything. And I lift that up. And I lift it up. Similar to Joseph and Benjamin's mother. After she given birth to Benjamin, you know, there was a lot of hemorrhaging going around. It's no joke to give birth. A lot of blood is, you know, involved. <laughs> you understand? And too much, you know, loss of blood can cause a woman to hemorrhage or go into cardiac arrest. And I just lifted that up before God. That that doesn't happen. Hallelujah. And I'm using my faith strongly that it never ever happened again, actually. Because I can imagine how Benjamin had to feel to know that his mother had died, you know, moments, you know, time after she had given birth to him. You know, sometimes a child could think, is it my fault? I mean, I'm glad I'm here, but I didn't want to take for my mom to not be here. So, you know, you can imagine Benjamin and Joseph's relationship sharing the same mother. So Joseph became Benjamin's best friend, not just a big brother. You know, you got to help me through this. Everybody else have different mothers. Me and you have the same. And our mothers are not here. Their mothers are. So that caused their bond to be close. You understand? And I thank God for seeing Benjamin through it. Hallelujah. When we testify, we testify from a place of victory. Through it all. Through it all. I'm here. Through it all. I survived it. Through it all. I'm still standing. Through it all. You understand? I made it. Not through it all. It hurt it, though. Through it all. I was pissed off, though. Through it all. See? Still feeling the process due to not recognizing we have been empowered receiving God's character much more in every situation so why are we going back to how we felt in a sense of not being like God not thinking like God hallelujah no one has ever testified that Christ never brought up to Peter about how you denied me three times. And Peter never brought it back up to Christ. But what happened was, Christ asked him another three times to feed his sheep. One for the first time you denied me. Feed my sheep. For the second time you denied me. You love me? Okay. Feed my sheep. The third time, feed my sheep. Now you're no longer a fisherman. Now you're a fisher of men. Feed my sheep. Because it's for the glory. And it's so amazing how when Holy Spirit came up on Peter. People were coming from all kinds of ways from the town. I'm recognizing my language. They were identifying their language and their tongues. 
Then all of a sudden, Peter stood up and Christ defense in his name. Let me not say defense, but in his name. The one whom you persecuted, lied, rejected, and crucified, he's the one responsible for us speaking in this language, receiving the confidence, Holy Spirit. He spoke up. He went from denying because of rejection and persecution to speaking up. And he spoke up ever since. Do you know how much that had to really heavy Christ's heart? Even though he knew, but it's nothing like when you're encountering it. When Judas threw himself off of that cliff like that. But that was never talked about after that. Learning how to let it go. And move forward. Letting go means we learned from it. We endured it. We learned from the process. Through every process, there is a teaching going on. There is some quickening. There is some sharpening. There is some strengthening. There is some stretching. Just like a house. We have to do some cleaning. Some dusting. Remodeling. Some painting. You understand? Some gutting. And that's what God does to us. Inside us. Because we are his dwelling place. Even though we dwell in him. <laughs> he resides on the inside of us. Same as us residing on the inside of him. And he's having us to be like him. How he is on the inside of us by getting everything that's not like him out of us. So it's not beneficial to bottle things down. Gotta pull those things up and get them out, let it go, and move on. Hmm. There are a lot of rape victims. Uh uh mm. very upset. Have not let it go. Oh, oh mm, 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 mm. have not let it go. I release to every person who have not let it go. No matter what it is, let it go so you can receive your way of an escape out of that thing. Because the way of an escape is already available. But you and I have to push past all of that by letting it go and step forward and cross the threshold of no return. We cannot hold grudges and testify. It be testifying. How can I say God is good and I felt bad? God is patient and kind when I was mad. That episode that I removed two days ago is because I was testifying a fact of what I was encountering. And then I realized, wait, that's not coming from, it's all for the glory. 
It's coming from how I felt in midst of going through it. No. No, no, no. 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 And that's why I removed it. No. Because if we're not careful when we're testifying and speaking about our process, got to be very careful because it can have people to go from being free to being bound again. Forgiving themselves to now not forgiving themselves again. Because they begin to think about what they have done in a place of them still doing it and not a place of they've been brought out of it. How many times you and I encountered someone saying something and we felt like, okay, I get it. Why are you bringing it back up? Like, yeah, they talking about me. And God don't ever want any of us to speak and have someone to feel like, oh yeah, it's me. They could have just said that. You understand? That's why a lot of times things I take off because I don't want any of you to think that even though you may not perceive it, but if if I feel like that, I'm taking it off because I care about you that much. I don't care. I would think the presence of God, how to put it on there and God grants me that favor because you know how much I care about your feelings. I don't want any of you to be like, you know what I did? That was wrong. Okay, we moved on. It's for the glory. Moving on. I don't want anyone to look at me and be like, you know what, I was wrong. Okay, I've been wrong too. Sisterly and brotherly love. In the kingdom, everybody hugs, kisses all the time. And for us, we will allow certain people to do that to us. Monali, Azaza. Do you know that everyone we encounter encounter Holy Spirit in us? It don't matter how dark they are. I don't been around people who were possessed with many demons. All kinds of demonic things. And I was always untouched. Can no demon touch a child that's surrounded by multitudes of angels? What do you think our angels are here to do? Holy Spirit want to jump out on them. And not us be afraid thinking that those spirits going to jump on us. You better catch that. Hallelujah. Paul never, ever talked about his encounter with Christ when he said, why are you persecuting Why are you doing that? Paul never brought that up again. Because he know it's for the glory. Not new. He still know. Daniel never brought back up him being in that lion's den. 
You know how when we in situations where we see the victory of it and we're encountering it and we're like, okay, keep it going. Keep it going because I don't want my faith to fall and then things can change. Okay. All right. This is supernatural. Okay. They just called and said the bill was paid. Okay. God had to pay it because I know I don't have it for it to be paid. But don't let my faith fall from the call and say they made a mistake. Stuff like that. Reminds me of Peter testimony. He was walking. All of a sudden, beginning to sink. He like, I'm walking. Oh, God. I'm walking. Then he start considering, what if? What if? Bam. And then that what if became. Got to stay there. Got to keep the attention there. Okay, walking. Okay, keep doing. Keep doing. Keep doing. Keep doing. Keep doing. Now, what if I fall? No, uh. Keep going. Keep going. You know, you know, we all, not some of us, everybody has said what if the God without saying what if the God. Come on. What if? What if this? What if that? This, that, this, that, that, this, that, 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 this, that. No, let's keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Mokaya. Keep going, Father. Mokaya. Keep going. Sonny. Ah. 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 God will show you how pleased he is with you. <laughs> I'm so glad I say yes. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> there were some people saying to me last night, Christ is so pleased. You, girl. And it's not from anything physically done. Anything on the outside. It's because my heart doing everything I do for him. Like you are. But no one testified from the place of the process. Now you could testify the process. But when it comes to you understand. Us just, ooh. God. God. God's getting ready. God is putting on a tux. And that's a nice tux. It's a nice tux. Yeah. It's, it's the kind I see in the stores, in the magazines. Yeah. And he's getting dressed, like just buttoning up. And you know the ties that men wear, but it's like it's open around the collar before it's folded up, whatever. <laughs> He's doing all of that with a rose in his hand. And I know who I'm talking to because I was about to say, how are you doing all that? <laughs> You're God. You're getting ready to do something in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. I love when you talk to us. We love it. We love when you talk to us. Show me how to become more out there with a show. Yes. You're counseling me. Mm. God will have us to ask him just so he can do what's already in us to bring the past. I'm trying to tell him. I was four going on five, and I went home. I said, let me preach. Please let me preach. 
Okay, you already knew I was going to preach. You already knew I was going to preach. <laughs> God. Mm-mm-mm. Father, we love you so much. Mm-mm-mm. That is an understatement. 10,000 tons cannot be enough. Nothing can ever do. Over being in your presence. Under, beside, and in through. You are who you say you are. We love you. But I love that scripture. 10,000 tons can be enough. Because I understand where it's coming from. Giving thanks. Mm. I went from talking to you guys, talking to God. <laughs> okay. Mm. So when we testify, it's not from a place of how we felt emotionally. It's not coming from a negative place. So we can't do that, guys. That'd be condemning. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. Mm. Okay? We can't. Sometimes we want people to know what they have caused us, but th- that's not for the glory. No, it's for the glory is that God saw you through it. Not what happened. No, what God saw you through. What God seen you and I through. The book, he prepared a way of an escape. The Israelites never really talked about their process in a sense of emotional distress while they were in the wilderness. They just testified how he prepared for them with miracles bringing them back to a place of remembering not to dishonor him because of what he has done for them. You understand? And God, we love you. You're getting ready. I want to see your features. Yeah, I can take it. See, I'm that child of God. I can't speak for you, but for me, I know it's scripture. (laughs) I know that. And I am the living word. And it's outside of 66 books. I'm trying to tell you. And I'm just that daughter. I'm standing up. Esther, here. (laughs) Ruth, all of you ladies, I'm standing up. This is how I say to our father. You said to Moses, he said, let me see that face. I seek your face. Let me see your glory. He wanted to see God's face. And God said, just like I fill up the cracks in the earth. That is dry. He was describing, you know, a dry ground that's cracked. He would fill those cracks with water. He said, so shall I show you myself, but I will show you me from behind. So he showed himself to Moses from behind. and Because he said that if he showed Moses his face, you know, by having his body, this earthly suit, it can destroy us in a sense, you know, can take it. It's too powerful. Because we're not just a spirit being. We we are three-part being while we're here. But that's why we worship God in spirit and in truth. Because that's how we relate. Our spirit, man. Not our soul, neither our flesh. And I just thank God that I'm that daughter that's like, it's nothing that you cannot do. <laughs> I know who I'm talking to. <laughs> I'm not going to just let that go like that. No way. No way. <laughs> we don't say, yeah, it could destroy us. Uh-uh. It's nothing. There's nothing you cannot do. You can show forth that face the way how that face is. 
actually to be shown, not in any image nor different shape or form as you always do. I want to see the exact image of God. And I can still remain in my earthly suit because you can do that. What can you not do? You're not doing that. That's saying that you cannot. And there's nothing you cannot do. So do that for me, please. Come on, somebody. That's how I am. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I'll be that daughter. I'll be that daughter. You understand? It's like that warrior. I'm standing, Father. Care how short I am. I'm standing tall. That's strong. <laughs> My faith has me tall. Taught in the trees, taught in anything. You understand? I know yours do too. But I'm standing. Here I am, Father. And you know, the angels, they're laughing at me. The whole kingdom is laughing because they know I'm serious. They love it. We love your faith. We love your fire. We love your boldness. We love your character. We love it. How God shape and form and mold you. Like he love and they're laughing with you too. But I'm, I'm one of the ones, I'm like, uh-uh. There's nothing you cannot do. You told the right one that. <laughs> Show forth thy face as it actually is. Because that time God had me to in, in, um, encounter a seraphim. I encountered a seraphim in disguise. Always encountering. I encountered an angel, Samantha. Her name Samantha. And her spirit was made in a form of clouds. Beautiful blue and white clouds. And she was like, look at me, look at me. And I said, what's your name? And the word Samantha came across my vision. Samantha, show yourself to others. I don't know if your name changed by the day. I don't show yourself you in the dream. Beautiful woman, show yourself to other people. Let them see. My God. Oh, I love this life. Oh, this life loves me back in return. Mm-mm-mm. My God. Ah. Oh. Jesus. Oh God. I can feel the responsibility that I have on me. And I used to run from it all the time. Run from what's required of me. Because to describe is similar to What's that man named Wallace on Braveheart? Mel Gibson's role. You know, that's a very powerful role. To stand and have everybody from different nations to unite and just bring forth, and not just me, but whatever you call the dude, it's so mighty too. But I just know mine's, you know, specifically what I'm here to do. You know yours by name. Because you know it by sight. Because you have a vision that God's shown you. And when God showed me all of that, I'm like, I know I can do it. It's not that. I just felt like it was too much. But guess what? Because I just saw me doing it. Even though he created me to fulfill my purpose. But my purpose will only be fulfilled alongside with you. 
all of you. Because guess what? We are all better together. And I felt all that pressure, thinking I had to do all that alone. No, none of us do. Look at Moses. All he had to do was just speak. There goes the rod. <laughs> You're never alone. There goes Aaron. <laughs> there goes Miriam. <laughs> there goes Joshua. Never alone. There goes Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael. As we name, you know, them by the names of Nebuchadnezzar giving them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You understand? Even while uh, Joseph, excuse me, you know, was there in front of all those Egyptians. And there goes his family bloodline. <laughs> there goes your entire family. My God. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. So our testimony is from a place of endurance and not before we receive the deliverance. Because before we receive the healing due to being delivered, we felt angry, upset, rejected, disrespected, taken advantage of. And God don't receive glory from us testifying from those feelings because those are contrary to his characteristics. Those are Satan's characteristics. So how can he receive glory if we're operating from Satan's characteristics? That's why he have us to know is for the glory. Like through it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's for the glory. <laughs> I want to testify. Today I was like, you know, my son been home all week and I love that. But just, I felt, you know, this is the weekend, you know, in some days that his father get him, we share holidays and things. And his schedule was a little, you know, busy. And I was like, darn, I want to just, you know, <laughs> Enjoy some time being home alone. But I would never have my child to feel that way. And I wouldn't feel that way in the sense I don't want you here, just that I can use some, you know. Because if you have the help, why not receive it? And I thank God that his father's very active in his life. And I didn't my son didn't hear from him. And I was like, you know, going back and forth like, oh God. Maybe he don't, you know, have the time this weekend. He may have to work. But I usually get a phone call. And I was like, oh, God, without no phone call, I don't want to send him off, you know, without knowing, you know, if he's actually there. But knowing my son, he will go anyway and just find out. He better find out by going <laughs> than just assuming that maybe he's not. You understand? Which is okay with me. But what happened is um, is that I prayed to God 
And I was like, God, bless him to call so I can know what to do. Because this is the day he goes with him. And before I said go with him, my son's phone rings. And I was like, answer your phone. Oh God, like he wasn't. But I'm like, make sure you answer your phone. And he was talking to his dad. And God showed me how he answered me so quick. But he didn't just answer me. I also answered him. Because I really felt not to ever feel that way again. A lot of times, I'm going to speak for me. I'm not going to speak for other parents. You know, we may want some alone time for whatever reason. Just, you know, kick back or... My thing was, you know, I cook so much. I don't eat out much. So it's like when he at school, you know, I don't have to cook as much. But when he home, I'm cooking, you know, full course meals three, four times a day. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. You go to your dad's house now. But I don't ever want to feel like that ever again. And I'm bold enough to say that. You know, um... I thank God he have his father, but now I'm seeing why God answered that phone, I mean, answered that prayer to have him to call so fast like that. Now I begin to think about it. Father, I don't want to feel like that ever again, that I want some time, you know, alone. Whatever you want for me and my child and what's best for him, that's what I want. Because a part of me is like, I want you to come back home now. Yeah, I was so pressed to be by myself. And look, I want him back home. Because now I see the significance of him being with me. I cannot speak and I will not speak for nobody else. But I know what we do in my home. And what a powerful weekend to have my kid with me. Symbolizing leading up to the resurrection power. And God had him to go. What is that? Because he given me what I thought I wanted. But I really want him back home with me. So we can talk about the beauty of Christ. (laughs) And just do things together this weekend. But it's okay. (laughs) That would never happen again. I would never want to want him to go anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, if his father get him, that's fine. But it wouldn't be from me saying, okay, you can go now. But I wouldn't sit at the him, but I felt it. <laughs> you know, I felt that inside. And God saw that. And I feel it, God. I would never do that. 
And it's not God teaching the lesson or anything like that. That's God showing me what I really want. I don't want no time away from my kid. No. (laughs) I don't. Oh, God. Are we doing this? Are we doing this? Come on, Father. Are we doing this? God. I feel like I'm on an Oprah show. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. It's okay. It's okay. You're okay. Oh, God. You're fine. Oh, God. Thank you, God. Did I just do that with you guys? Like with a boxing tissue, though. Oh, God. But that really came from a real place, though. I would never do that again. Never. Ever. Ever. Ever do that again. Because I'd rather him, you know, be with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm close to calling saying, can he come back? His father not going for that. I already made plans and this and that, you know. Yeah, that wouldn't be right. I thank God at one point, we both we both were like, can I keep on oh, sure you can it's all right go ahead you can you can keep them a little longer and I would say the same thing but now it's like I thank God for me raising him in the way he should go you know and however his father do with him over there and I just thank God that you know now we both like no he with me no he with me <laughs> you understand because he's such an amazing kid and I thank God God taught me how to do that you understand? His father gave me my props to, you know, often. I got to give it to you, you know. You raised them very well. Because just testify, his father wanted a kid that was like, you know, not, definitely not a street kid, but that modern day type of kid that, do what other kids do, you know, what they see on TV. He wanted that type of kid like everybody else, you know, who have that type of child. And God didn't have me to raise him that way. He's a complete opposite. <laughs> he has his own mind. He do his own thing. <laughs> you understand? And he's very polite, very respectful, pull out a chair, open the door. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And at one point he couldn't stand that. Don't you? Yes, sir. Me, I'm your dad. Don't You don't have to say all that. He wanted to be like, what's up? What's up? You know, hey, what's going on? Stuff like that. And he was like, you know, howdy. No, he wasn't like, no, howdy. <laughs> howdy, partner. No, he wasn't like that, though. <laughs> you understand? Bravo, oh, God. No, but his, it took his father's friends and relatives to say one day, look at your son and look at our children. And we all grew up together. Now, we got great kids, don't get us wrong, but look at the difference. You didn't raise your child like we raised ours. Your child has a mind of his own. He don't follow after the crowd. And he don't separate himself from people who do things. 
And he don't have them to feel different either. You did a great job with your boy. They was like, you got a great kid, man. You better to, we'll take him for our kids. You better, because he, he wanted a child that was like, you know, not worldly, but, you know, like how everybody, you know, be this day and age. For those who be that way, because everybody is not that way. But for those who, you know, be like how they see on TV, the, the modern day videos and all that stuff. And it took others to show him how significant his son really is. Wow. See how God favors us? They was like, wow, you did a great job. Thank you. And it feels so good to hear that because I listened to everything God told me to do. And I learned from the things that I didn't listen to what he was saying to do. Don't spank that boy. Even if he do something that he's not supposed to do, don't spank him. Just talk to him. Don't put fear in your kid. Because when we spank our kids, that put fear in them. Because what child gets spanked and don't do it ever again? They'll keep getting spanked for what? The same things? So that, that spanking didn't work. It's the communication. Be on the same page. And it was like full house in our home. Family matters, wonder years, all that blossom, all that in our house, different strokes, all that at once. <laughs> you understand? I'm so serious. I really thank God for, you know, being a mom, you know. Thank you. I don't ever want to have a long time ever again, God. No. <laughs> I don't care. No. No. I don't care how much I have to cook and know and do anything. I don't care. So what? I, matter of fact, I would do much more because of that reason. I'm going to use that very reason. And so, God, I'm going to stand up. I sound like you, God. I sound like you, God. I sound like you now. <laughs> and I mean in every situation. Because that's something. That's what you That's something. That's what you do. You take that very thing and prosper it. So I'm going to take that very thing. You're not wanting to cook all like that. Because it was like three, four-course meals. Three, four times a day. And I was like, oh my goodness, when's school going back? No. I'm going to use that very thing now. I'm going to go above and beyond this time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Thank you, Father, for that. Yep. That would never happen again. God's showing us how we're learning, how we are self-discovering. You know what I'm saying? Ourselves. Self-discovery is very important because you be, you begin to realize how significant you and I really are. And that just came out of me. I didn't know that was even it. Now God showed me jelly beans. Jelly beans. I'll look it up in a little bit. I got five minutes. But yeah, me cry. You didn't have me to cry. I had myself to cry when I cried. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I would never do that again. Oh, God. You guys heard that. You heard that. Yes, you heard that. And I can feel some of you like, you know, it's all good. It's okay. Yeah. I just love being a mom. I'm really good at it. <laughs> 
you know, I'm their mom, they be on the bleachers. <laughs> I wanted to do my son. You want to do soccer, basketball, swim, anything. Now he'd go to the pool and all that, but to do it like a, you know, he's not athletic at all. But he'd do a sport, but just not to be on the team. No, because he wouldn't want to do it long enough to be on the team. No. I'll play ball today, play ball next week. You know, might want to do football tomorrow, football next you know, stuff like that. He's active, but just not consistency. I mean consistently with it. So it wouldn't be no consistency regarding it. So I was like, you know, I want to be a mom on the bleachers. Hey, that's my kid right there. I got everything. I got my kid's shirt with his 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 name, his face or her face on it. I'm like, yay, oh my God. Not doing extra, but just really supporting my kid. Being that mom to, you know, treat the whole team out for pizza or whatever. You understand? No matter if they win or lose, you're still winners. You know, I'm that mom that's active in my kid's life. Yeah. But it's like my son is so well off in school and wherever he go, I don't have to, you know, do anything. It's like when I'm they like they doing it for me. I'm like, no, I don't want you to do it for me. They just favor him that much to not even call me. It's like, we don't have no concerns. Everything is just A-okay over here with this boy. I'm like, God, but can you share with me what's going on? Don't leave me out, he's my kid. They, they looking like, that's my boy, you know, that's my son. <laughs> they video, they the video chat me, you know, him standing there, sitting there and they don't single him out. Because my son, the type of kid be like, come on guys, you know. Everybody, you know, we all smart. We all this. Like one guy, mother, she was cussing him out. All you do is smoke weed. You ain't going to be nothing. You ain't nothing but just like your freaking father. And my son was like, excuse me, ma'am. Your son was in my group today. And we got an A because he was answering all the questions. And she was like, what? Who? Him? My son was like, yes, ma'am. Your son. And her son was like a street guy, like, you know, hardcore, like he, like a straight up, like he was bully. And my son, you know, took up for him, for his mom. Like, no, you know, let's look at the good things, not the bad things. You know, look, he answered all the questions. We won today because of your son. She, then her whole, everything changed. Oh, wow. Why didn't you tell me? And he was looking like, you know, you, you didn't ask, you know, see how that was shifted. And the guys were like, David, thank you, man. And when they, I, I was walking with my son, and they was like, what's up, what's up, Dave, what's up, Dave? These guys, I'm like, you guys look, you know, totally opposite to be hanging with my kid, but nothing wrong with my kid. But I'm like, well, you know, you guys, you know, you smoke, you drink, you, you consider to be the cool, but not cool, but people say cool, like I thought was cool. Growing up, smoking, drinking is cool to be with the cool kids. And... They were acknowledging him. And they said, he don't have nothing to worry about while we there. We look out for him because he looked out for everybody else. He's like Mr. Rogers in school. I'm like, oh God, Jesus. Oh God, you understand? <laughs> Jesus, God. But I just thank God for him. But anyway, this is my time for now. Great Jersey, who's that me? Diddy, who's in the world? I love you.